You are getting 100% Jody on women taking the lead. And I, Little Miss Type A, am practicing patience in the face of the unknown, uncertainty, no decision, no plan, no deadline. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for this month-end episode on goals. Can you believe this is the eighth monthly update on goals? We are two-thirds of the way through 2018. Here in the U.S., we've also got Labor Day next week, which is our unofficial end to summer. This is also when all the kids go back to school if they haven't already. And September is also known as the other new year. So this is a great time to set new goals or recommit to the goals you've been working on. Times of transition are great times to make changes or start something new. Our brains have an easier time accepting change during transition. So take advantage of this if you've been meaning to change some habits or take up anything new. Okay, on to what I've been up to in the month of August in regards to my goals. I have four focus areas and each area has a specific goal assigned to it. So focus area number one is to increase the profitability in my business. And the specific goal is to have a net income, earnings minus expenses of $80,000 minimum this year. With the help of my mastermind group and going through my goals review back in June, I've created four sub goals for this goal. And these sub goals are to by year end, first one, have had 12 new executive leadership coaching clients. This is coaching that focuses on leaders within organizations to help them with their performance and their happiness at work. Since setting this sub goal, I have gained two new clients who fall into this category. I have one more that is starting in September and I'm having ongoing conversations with five other individuals with varying degrees of potential for the immediate future. It is so far so good with this sub goal. The second sub goal is to do 10 corporate workshops. I've done four thus far this year. And at this point, I have four potential workshops coming up, but still no movement here. I am within a week or two of launching my postal mail campaign to businesses in Maine. So I'll be looking for movement in this area in the next couple of months. And there's a part of me that also knows that the summertime and especially in August is not the time when most companies are looking to initiate trainings, but We'll see what happens in the next month to September, October. The third sub goal is to promote the do-it-yourself products that are on my website, the Women Taking the Lead website. I just met with my virtual assistant last week to put together a marketing plan, and now we are beginning to execute on this plan. Again, I'm hoping to have some more tangible results to share with you in the next month. The fourth sub goal is to do two more group programs by the end of the year. I am planning to do a virtual group program in the fall and will also, as a part of another goal, will also be doing a live workshop that will likely occur late November after Thanksgiving or the first week in December. There will be more to come on this in September. 
Now, June's profit and loss report showed an abysmal net profit of $922.38, way far off from the average $6,700 a month required, or I should say average a month, required to see a net profit of $80,000. However, July's profit and loss report showed a net profit of $5,788.76, still $1,000 away from the $6,700 I'm shooting for, but I will take it. This is the closest I've gotten to goal, and I am pleased with the progress. All right, focus area number two was to build more strength and endurance. My goal in this focus area is to do 1,000 Spartan regulation burpees in good form within one workout by the end of October. So Spartan regulation just means when you do the push-up, your chest touches the ground before you push up. Separately, I have a goal to do an unassisted pull-up before the end of the year. So two Fridays ago... Uh, as, as of the recording of this episode, I should say, two Fridays ago, I did 800 burpees in three hours, two minutes, and 31 seconds. The Monday after my 800 burpee workout, I also began training with Alex. Alex is the personal trainer in my BNI group. He's certified as a personal trainer and a nutrition coach and has experience working with endurance athletes. That first workout was eye-opening, and as Alex put it, you're strong enough to do 1,000 burpees, but you are working way too hard, and I was just putting a lot of stress on my body that I didn't need to be. I really haven't had to change what I'm eating too much, but I've changed the frequency in which I consume food. I was eating three meals and three snacks a day, consumed about every two to three hours, and now I'm eating four meals every three to five hours. In one week, I've already lost 0.7% body fat and gained 0.8 pounds in muscle mass, so that is not too shabby. That's a good, good start. Alex also recommended in an effort to save my joints from wear and tear, changing up the burpee workout I do once a week. He suggested doing my burpee workout quicker rather than trying to do more burpees. For instance, last week, rather than striving to do 850 burpees, I did 500 burpees, striving to beat the time of my last 500 burpee workout. This I did. The last time I did 500 burpees was in April, and it took me an hour and 43 minutes and 49 seconds. This time it took me an hour and 36 minutes and 15 seconds, shaving seven minutes and 34 seconds off of my original time. So that felt good. Focus area number three, romantic partnership. The goal is to be in a committed monogamous relationship with a man. I have to laugh a little bit at this goal because while sometimes it is the most enjoyable goal to work towards, it also challenges my type A need to know, need a plan, need to be in control tendencies. They are getting a workout for sure. And they are at odds with the qualities I identified that would take me toward my goal, namely being aligned, feminine, social, focused, disciplined, and committed. When I feel uncertain and like I don't have control, it takes work for me to feel and exude those qualities. While being on a dating app can be compared to being on a roller coaster, the experience I had last month um, in last month's episode that I shared with you has continued. I am making more quality connections and overall enjoying myself more. 
Every man I've had the fortune of getting to know briefly has helped me to be clearer on what I'm looking for at this stage of my life from a romantic partnership. And oddly enough, each month I meet a new man who is closer to what I'm looking for. That being said, I don't want to sugarcoat this either. I get more feedback and commentary on my burpee goal than any of the others. To most people, that is the goal that is the most challenging on my list. But for me, dating is more challenging because there's only so much I have control over, pretty much just myself, who I'm being, how I'm showing up, how I communicate, my appearance, my boundaries, etc. Nearly every other aspect of dating is out of my control. <laughs> Through the dating app, I recently met a very handsome man who has intelligence, wit, a similar sense of humor, which means in my world, he has a great sense of humor. He's very close with his family, devoted to his teenage son, and in a profession that contributes to the community. All pluses, all awesome. The caveat is that we met while he was vacationing in Maine, and he lives about 700 miles away. Cue the wah, wah. <laughs> If we were local to each other, this would be a no-brainer, but we don't live local to each other. The other thing is we have different perspectives on this. I have seven siblings, five of whom have gotten married thus far. And of those five marriages, three of them started as long-distance relationships where they didn't live together until after they were married. And to give you some perspective on the distances, one couple lived in Texas and Florida, another lived in Toronto and Cuba, and the last was Washington State and the Philippines. We're talking long, long distances. So in my paradigm, distance is a challenge, but not an obstacle. My handsome new friend, however, does not have the same paradigm as I, so he is taking some time to mull it over and decide if he believes long-distance relationships are possible and if this is worth a try. And I, little miss type A, am practicing patience in the face of the unknown, uncertainty, no decision, no plan, no deadline. <laughs> I'll end this with coach -like, a coach-like thought because in my heart of hearts, I am a coach. This is an amazing opportunity to have a mirror held up for me to see how much my need to be in control and to have all the answers holds me back and keeps me from being at my best. Luckily, I've sorted my way through and I'm feeling more peaceful than I was at first. Focus area number four, live events. The goal is to do a live workshop in the fourth quarter of this year. This goal is on the back burner a little bit as I'm focusing on the mail campaign that is coming up, and then I'll be working on the virtual group program, which will start in October. I'm committed to doing a workshop in the Portland area the last week of November or the first week of December, and I will keep you posted on how that is coming about. So how are your goals coming along? If you're not 100% happy with your goals or your progress, I'm going to suggest doing my goals mini course. You can find out more about it at womentakingthelead.com forward slash goals. And as a thank you for being a listener of this podcast, you can use coupon code GOALS10, that's G-O-A-L-S-1-0, to get $10 off. And before I go, I want to give you uh, an update on my mom. I shared in the last month-end episode that my mom had been diagnosed with stage one breast cancer. She had the surgery to remove the cancer and take lymph nodes to rule out stage two breast cancer. 
Overall, she is recovering very well from her surgery. Everything has been routine thus far, and she didn't need to take anything to manage pain afterwards, not even an Advil. But this is also a woman who delivered six of her eight children via natural childbirth, so that might put that a little bit in perspective. However... They did find cancer in one of the lymph nodes taken, and so her diagnosis has been changed from stage 1 to stage 2 breast cancer. Also, her hormone test indicated she has an aggressive form of cancer, so she will be taking, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Herceptin, um, and will have chemo followed by radiation treatments. My entire family is rallying to keep everyone updated, um, to update the plans for the holidays, and we are choosing treatment dates to keep my mom company while she gets the Herceptin and chemo treatments. I asked my mom if she wanted to share anything, and she wanted you to know that prayer is important. She is counting on it like medicine, so please continue to keep her in your thoughts and prayers, and she also wanted to thank family and friends who have been important and have provided tremendous support. I asked her last week how she was doing, and she said that while this is upsetting overall, she feels relaxed because she's getting so much support and being well taken care of. I wish for all of us that no matter what life throws at us, that we can stay relaxed through it all because we are so supported by those around us. And as always, I hope this was of value to you, and here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.